not much really to report just because it is a time of vacations. And interestingly enough, Bosnia-Herzegovina, uh, the prime vacation time is July 15th through August 15th. And um, most people decide to take vacation during that time, even though it starts July 1 through all the way through, through the end of August. Uh, but that's the prime time, mid-July through mid-August. Uh, mid uh, and that is why there are fewer meetings, fewer political upheavals, even though things like that happen. Um, uh, this time, the difference is that, um, and I think we talked about it the last time, there is this uh, new high representative, that was reception, we talked about it. And luckily he's uh, talking about uh, electronic voting uh, uh, that needs to be implemented and we are trying to um, figure out how to um, uh, schedule a meeting with him, convey our absolute support, uh, the history of our support for electronic voting during our protests in all our programs. That is one of the key elements of any change in Bosnia-Herzegovina. And I really would like to emphasize the fact that this might be the time, the crucial time, critical time for change in Bosnia. We have elections coming up in about uh, a little over than a year in October of 2022. General elections meaning all levels of government above about cities, about cities, a city level. Uh, so good timing that uh, we have a new representative, uh, that we have new administration in the United States that is more engaged in the world affairs. Uh, President Biden, who has experience with uh, Bosnia Herzegovina, understands what is happening. Um, European powers who are uh, welcoming the role of the United States, but still they, they need to be engaged in this process as well. So, um, several things happening. Uh, the world seems to be coming to the realization that they have to be more engaged in Bosnia-Herzegovina, in the whole region of the Western Balkans. To the east of us, Serbia has a problem with the recognition of Kosovo. U.S. Senator Bob Dole was crucial in, in uh, helping Kosovo achieve independence from Serbia. Serbia is uh, not accepting that independence of Kosovo. They call Kosovo and Metohija. Uh, there seem to be forces that would like to see some kind of dismemberment of Bosnia in exchange for letting Kosovo, according to people in Serbia, letting Kosovo go. And um, there is this, uh, the need and potential for Serbia to join the European Union. Bosnia-Herzegovina might be the last one. Um, how that can happen, would it be possible to have the whole West, or whole of Western Balkan to join European Union, but Bosnia and Herzegovina, which would have probably the longest border with European Union. A uh, lot of combi a combination of world um, 
issues, affairs, problems, and the local in terms of Western Balkans seem to be converging in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Of course, Russia is interested in lessening the influence of the United States in Bosnia and Herzegovina and Western Balkans. Turkey has its own interests as well, China economic interests. Interestingly enough, um, I have a uh, regular house at the coast of uh, Adriatic coast and Neum, and uh, Croatia just built a bridge uh, from uh, mainland to the peninsula called Pelješac, uh, thus allowing traffic going from north of Croatia to Dubrovnik, to the south Croatia, to southern Croatia, uh, avoiding Neum, going around Neum, meaning being constantly in the Croatian territory. Uh, prior to building the bridge, they would have to get into Bosnia, pass by Neum, and get back into Croatia on the way to Dubrovnik. Uh, a lot of controversy regarding that bridge. One of the one of the big ones is the bridge is built with the money uh, with the financial support of European Union. A Chinese company got the contract to build the bridge. European Union Union was not happy that the money was actually sent to China. But it's the world politics. So it's even Croatia in that piece avoiding Bosnia Herzegovina. China is uh, really, in, in an economic sense, a force going in Africa, going in everywhere in the world, looking for resources, looking for work, work looking for contracts. Um, a lot of steel companies they purchased, uh, steel mills they purchased in Bosnia and Herzegovina. India is also in the steel mill business in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Interestingly enough, that um, this small piece of land is becoming interesting to a lot of big players while it is still in turmoil, while the whole region is in turmoil, the world politics is in turmoil. Um, and vacation times happening now, uh, COVID was subsiding, but now it's coming back with Delta or some other versions. Uh, we are sort of in some twilight zone here in Bosnia. You know, there are so many issues in front of us and we are not solving them. Uh, the biggest issue here is the fact that the outgoing high representative, Mr. Insko, Valentin Insko, uh, amended uh, one of the laws in Bosnia-Herzegovina that now, uh, with the with the um, provision that um, genocide denial is now punishable by law. That has been and is still the biggest issue here. We are bickering around that, uh, around that issue that has been decided by the international legal community. There was a genocide period. Politicians uh, on one side, uh, Republika Srpska saying no. Uh, and the whole issue is about that. It's not about the future. It's not about the present. It's not about the future. It's about elections. Every day, every issue is about next election because they're trying to find divisive or divisive 
issues that will always bring back the memories of war to the people of Bosnia and Herzegovina, so they, they will vote out of so they would vote out of fear yet again, thus preventing any kind of reconciliation, any kind of healing process, any kind of uh, process that will uh, allow people to say, okay, let's recognize what happened, let's uh, accept the responsibility in terms of maybe they will not even responsibility because that means financial uh, consequences but at least to say uh, let's in some way recognize what actually happened so we can move forward working together so it it, it was a bizarre week uh, not much news in terms of political happening because people are on vacation but a constant reminder of the war because of the reactions to this, the, this amendment to the existing law. And it's almost like a surreal country. We have a problem, but we are vacationing. We have many problems, but we are vacationing. And there's a constant chatter about the consequences of the war and the reason for another one, or the fear of another one. Uh, what we continue to do is our processes uh, are continuing, internal processes are continuing, which is uh, because of this uh, intended uh, destruction of platform by certain forces that were uh, placed within platform by some unnamed party or parties. Uh, in Bosnia-Herzegovina and a small group of people that are trying to actually cause some havoc here. Uh, we recognize them, we uh, started a, a disciplinary processes to be, to, be de to determine the truth and see the responsibility, if any. Uh, those processes are uh, going on are happening and uh, regardless, whatever happens, justice will decide people who are independent of the presidency of Platform for Progress will say yes, there were violations or no, and, or not, and this is uh, the appropriate punishment or not for that. But whatever it is, we'll just move on. Um, and uh, we made a decision at the last session of the presidency to, uh, by October 1, October 1st, to have regional assemblies in regions Sava, Tuzla, and Merit, uh, which would elect the new people who will lead them, confirm the existing or elect new, which would automatically join the presidency, and then we can move on and uh, start thinking about uh, uh, the elections. Another thing, uh, as I mentioned the last time, is uh, this um, session of Congress that we will have to Congress is every four years, but every time we need to have some elections, we need to call. I don't know what it's called. It's not extraordinary. It's uh, it's um, out of the ordinary session. That's only called when it when it's needed outside of the regular schedules every four years, and uh, we need to select elect a vice president of the party, a member of the uh, oversight committee, and could be there could be some vacancies in the presidency as well. Um, so a lot of these internal things, 
a lot of discussions about improving internal communication within the platform, finding people who will help us with our PR functions, uh, finding few people who will help us with the election strategy, um, a lot of recognition, realization that it is hard to work with uh, volunteers almost completely. You really have to have professional base and for which we don't have money. We started uh, several processes uh, where a group put together a group of people, four of them, young people, that uh, go around from municipality to municipality, city to city, to help local organizations think about organizing themselves, uh, reaching people. Uh, that groundwork that needs to happen that we probably neglected thus far and now we are seeing that that's a crucial thing that we need to do. Uh, anyway, this, um, this, uh, these unfortunate events that happened actually opened our eyes as well and um, gave us a clear lesson as to what it is that we could do better and we, and we will. Uh, a, lot, a lot of work to be done by the end of the year. We also have to work on the list of candidates for the various positions for the general election in 2022. And then the remainder of the, uh, the next year before the elections, we just have to execute the campaign, stra campaign strategy uh, effectively and prepare our candidates for uh, for various uh, events, town hall meetings, uh, uh, media appearances, uh, clarification of our programs to all of them so that we have the consistent message regarding presenting our candidates and platform for progress to the citizens. In terms of the uh, electronic voting, and I know you're trying to get a meeting scheduled with Mr. Schmidt, um, is there any even remotely realistic possibility of having electronic voting by the general elections next year if he would sign off on something like this? I don't know. I wish, I wish that was a real possibility. What I'm afraid of is that uh, they will say what we need is uh, first approve the a budget, yeah, first of all, it has to be that's to be the change in the uh, elect, electoral law, election law, the law that guides uh, guides our elections. That will introduce that possibility, and I think it is already there, but perhaps needs to be clarified. Then, the uh, the parliament of uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina needs to approve the funds for that. Uh, and then the matter of the matter of the process. So at least um, procuring the firm that would uh, implement the electronic voting. And then there's a matter of process in terms of uh, how to educate the population, because in the cities with young people also probably fine. Rural areas might be harder because of probably a little. Not as developed access to the internet, or they're effectively using the internet applications, and, um, 
for the daily information needs or dealing with that and some sort of communicate on a daily basis. So some education needs to happen. So I'm, I'm expecting a pilot that was administered in 22 and then the uh, actual full implementation in 24 for the local elections. From what I heard before, that was the plan for the local election in local elections in 2020, uh, 2020, a pilot, and then the full implementation for the general elections election in 2022, because of the COVID levels pushed back. Uh, perhaps they have another way of doing it. They could do a pilot perhaps outside of the regular election cycle. They could do it in an off year. They could do it in the first half of 2022, uh, just as uh, general education and the mock voting, and then uh, introduced electronic voting for 2020, uh, 2022. Uh, I know there was some uh, Spanish firm that was elected, uh, that was selected for the implementation of the uh, electronic voting. And that because they had experience in some other countries as well. Uh, perhaps because of that experience, they could speed up the process if they select the same company. And don't know, but I know that it would make a huge difference uh, to the overall situation about the activity. Well, what, how much oversight does Mr. Schmidt, does he have over the process? Can he say it has to be done, but I'm hearing that Parliament has to vote on certain things and I'm, I'm just curious if those who probably don't want electronic voting may be right. voting for funding or those types of things. He has the, uh, the rights, um, the legitimacy to uh, do anything he wants to or within the constitutional, within the Constitutional Bosnia Herzegovina. Anything he does has to be <coughs> in line with the existing law, with the Constitution of the United of Bosnia and Herzegovina. And according to those bone powers, he has the right to declare laws, declare, um, remove people from politics. Mm. He can simply say, yes, we will have electronic voting and hear how it is going to happen. <clears throat> he can be a king. He can behave as a king, really. And of course, uh, he has an oversight committee, five world powers, uh, representatives of five world powers on that committee, who have to approve his actions and give the green light to um, enact those things. Uh, so it is always done in a, in a measured and responsible way. It is not a will of one person. But technically, he has, or the person occupying the position of high representative, has the right to act single-handedly to improve things in this country. Um, if the political will is there, political will of the international community. <clears throat> well, when, when you were talking at the beginning, it just 
made me pause and think a little bit too in terms of all the things that are happening globally, more interest in the region, <coughs> Bosnia and Herzegovina, those types of things, but yet efforts from Croatia and the Serbs, one, if they have their way, Bosnia and Herzegovina wouldn't be part of the EU or whatever. I mean, is it, is it because they feel the country is a threat to them or is it just they don't want them to be recognized for whatever reason? Well, um, on surface and, and publicly, nobody has ever said we don't want Bosnia and Herzegovina to be in the EU. Nobody has ever said that. Uh, the Serbs in the Republic of Srpska have said that they don't want to be part of the NATO alliance. And they don't want to do that because Serbia is not part of the NATO alliance and they are playing this double role. They are with Russians but also with the Western powers. And so they don't know they don't want to anger the Russians, but they understand the the benefits of the of working together with the Western powers. Uh, so NATO is questionable, EU is fine. There is no, uh, it's almost impossible to have EU membership without NATO membership. Also, EU has certain conditions, preconditions that every country has to satisfy in order to be accepted in full membership. There is no movement at all on a realistic, real movement on fulfilling those request obligations that the European Union placed in front of the politicians, the leaders of Bosnia-Herzegovina. You have to do these 14 things, do them. No movement on actually doing them. That's one way to stall the process. Why they are stalling the process? It, it's because uh, they believe that if the should Bosnia and Herzegovina join the EU, then there is no really discussion about changing borders, and they would like to change borders to dismember Bosnia and Herzegovina to take peace of it to Croatia, peace to Serbia, and then a small part to be left as as this new Bosnia and Herzegovina. That is especially the case if Bosnia Herzegovina joins the NATO alliance, because nobody can take hostile action against any, no member of NATO against any other member of NATO alliance. So both for Bosnia Herzegovina, membership in a NATO alliance is even more important for its long-term stability than the mem membership in the EU, because that is that threat of to anybody who will attack any member of NATO, the threat is real that the rest of the member, member of alliance, that the NATO alliance will act against that country. Especially not possible for two countries within NATO to work against each other. That is very important to Bosnia to know. Once we join NATO, it's, it's a clear path toward the European Union. But it's, it's that realization, any larger community that Bosnia-Herzegovina joins, it will be very hard to do anything 
that would change the borders of Bosnia to Guinea. And um, that is why they're trying to stall the process as much as they can. And just one last one that I was thinking of in terms of the, the events that you were talking about, uh, more countries looking to Bosnia and Herzegovina to invest, those types of things, President Biden and his, you know, having dealt with Bosnia and Herzegovina in the past, knows the history, electronic voting. Are these, all this put together collectively, is it giving you pause for some encouragement moving forward, knowing that this, there seems to be more interest in the area, and how can you u- utilize that moving forward in your messaging? Well, honestly, I'm... I'm personally encouraged by the actions and statements of European Union leaders and the United States, especially because of the Biden administration. Uh, Familiarity with the situation in Bosnia-Herzegovina, the importance of the Western Balkans, and the engagement uh, renewed engagement in the world politics and, and working with the world leaders and solving the flashpoints throughout the world. Um, appointment of a new, even though I, I really like the previous high representatives as well, I just think that he wasn't allowed to make many changes. I, I welcome the new appointment and uh, always new different thinking is, is good, it's fresh thinking. And the first statements that um, he came up with that indicate that uh, the world community has finally decided to deal with the issue of Bosnia-Herzegovina. So I'm encouraged, personally. Um, if nothing happens this year, no movement toward better, then people will be very, very, very disappointed. But we have now a big test. Uh, this new law has been, or amendment to the existing law, uh, amendments that uh, prohibit denial, the genocide denial. Um, there will be big test of the real intentions of the international community. If they really implement the law, meaning punish those, actually punish those who deny genocide. And Mr. Dodik even today had a statement where he denied it. And we'll see if there were any, there will be any consequences. If the consequences actually happen, if something happens to him, if somebody calls him on it and actually delivers some kind of punishment, financial, jail time, whatever, removal from politics, then there will be again a new day in Bosnia-Herzegovina. The message will be sent, clear message, people will adjust. If they don't do anything, it's going to be even worse than before. It's going to be clear sign that the international community is fine with the status quo or wherever it is leading us, that it is all talk and no, no substance. And I think the situation in Bosnia-Herzegovina will be much tougher. So I cannot imagine that the, the international community would actually go ahead with an important step without 
the resolve to implement it completely, or at least to a large extent. I will say we are in, in a very dangerous point in time regarding the Western Balkans. So I hope they follow through with their clear intentions to uh, move matter forward in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Move matters forward in Bosnia and Herzegovina. And it just seems like it's again a tough task for you. You can you can play upon this encouragement of things that are happening focus on the area, but for real change to happen, people need to get out again and vote and convincing them that they need to be a part of the process for the new change. Yeah, that is, that is the, you're right, a very important message. It is really up to us, the, the least, the, the smallest step everybody can make is to vote, is to vote, even if there is no electronic voting in place. Even if there is a, a massive fraud, uh, border uh, election fraud, even then, if we go from 50, 52, 3% people voting, if we go to 80%, they will not be able to steal enough to change the actual outcome. So the biggest, the biggest issue is the percentage of, uh, of uh, turnout to vote, uh, or vote, vote or voter turnout uh, for the elections 2022. It is up to the people in the end. They have the mechanism which is voting. Even if it is imperfect, there is no justification for staying home and not voting. So it's really up to us. It's up to the people.